0: Hi, you're listening to episode 28 of the Playing Full Out Podcast with Rita Hyland. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you wanna take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status, and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know Using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. Hi, friends. I recently shared that we will be sharing the Playing Full Out podcast weekly. What I realized in an effort to make each of these podcasts standalone, so that you can take what you get and go out and change your life is that you must know the basis of the methodology I use. This method is something I've pieced together throughout years of my work. There is not a day I don't use it to inform me on how I approach something. To answer why I'm doing something or I'm getting something that I do or don't want, I also use it to help me understand how others are thinking, and then help me positively influence them. If I'm helping an individual or a team, a family, a business, an organization, they have to understand this methodology or code as I refer to it. I don't know how any relationships or businesses or people can grow or evolve or transform without understanding this and using it in their life day to day. In a minute, I'm going to share it with you And while it is so fundamental and so entrenched in my own world and everything I do, it is not taught in any of our schools. This is going to answer for you why it is that you don't do what you want to do and why you're not getting a result or desired outcome that you want. And I'm going to show you how to use it in a couple ways, forward and backward, Today, when people come to talk to me, I usually hear them say something to me like, I could be doing more or I could be showing up to more than I am right now and I want to. Or they'll say, I have this idea, but it's something I've never done and I'm not doing anything about it. Some will say, I want to feel better. I want to be happier. I want to feel more confident like I used to. The thing in common with all of these is that they want to do something they're not currently doing or being. And they've tried a lot of things and don't know why they're stuck or not making progress. If this sounds familiar, listen on. Here's the problem. It's that for years, we've been told to do more, work harder, take massive action, and then we will be successful. We've been taught to believe that if we can just do the right things, know the plan, then we'll be successful in building the businesses or career or making more money or fixing our relationships or feeling better, whatever that more means to each one of us. The reason why you don't do what you want to do comes from this understanding that your ability to manage your brain and within it the thoughts that are there It is the most valuable talent and resource you will ever possess to create whatever it is you say you want. It always has been. It always will be. It's just that nobody has formally taught us. Every action, understand this, is preceded by three things that most do not understand, know, or value. And when you learn these three things and you learn how to manage them, which you can, you will have the golden keys to whatever it is you say you want. So you might be saying you want one thing, whether that's more time, energy, play, impact, maybe peace or money or love, whatever it is. But if your mind, including your thoughts and feelings, is not on board, it's like you're driving a locomotive east and putting another one on your back end that's dragging you west. Unwittingly, of course, but you're negating any of your willpower and your effort. You're going in opposite directions. Another analogy is that if you can imagine that there are those you know those super long buses, they're double buses with the accordion in the middle, and when it's turning in a new direction, there is a time when the front half of the bus is not in line with the back end. and you as the driver need to know how to get the back end on board. Imagine that the back end is your mind, is your th- are your thoughts and feelings. And unless, as the driver of that bus, you know how to drive that baby, you know how to manage your mind and your thoughts within it, it's going to keep on heading in the same direction as it was. You got to get them all in alignment. What I want to discuss with you today is the exact method to any and all change, whether it is you want to feel better, change a part of your life, or create something amazing. I want to show you how to get your back end on board and again, aligned with where you're headed. I personally had my first introduction to these concepts about 22 years ago. I was sitting with a coach at the time, and for the first time, in fact, Despite looking like things were together in my life, I really didn't feel that way. I'd been burnt out, my body, my mindset by overworking, doing work I wasn't in love with, and that didn't matter to me. And I sat with her probably for two and a half hours, quite unexpectedly, had no idea of what I was in for and didn't know what I didn't know. I came out of that place two hours, two and a half hours later, however long as though I had received the Holy Grail. My whole life was clear. It made sense. All the things and, that I had, I understood why I had them. All the things I didn't have, I was completely clear on why I didn't have them. And with that information, I was able to rapidly change things that I had spent years and years attempting to do. What I'm going to share with you today is not how it was said to me that day. It is a synthesis of a lot of teachers and mentors I've worked with through the years from Wayne Dyer, T. Harv Eker, Tony Robbins, and a lot of work over the last generation from past and present brain scientists, psychologists, and everyone in between. That's some of the greatest gift we've been given over the last generation is the confirmation of how the brain works and how be- human beings respond. And again, it's the reason you don't get what you want. It's also the answer to how you can. Every feeling, every result, and every outcome. The best part of this, because I'm about to come to it, is that you can use this with your your teams and your business and your kids. I'm going to give it to you in the short form. I've gone on to add to it, but get it this way and you'll be able to change a lot really quickly. Basic brain science shows us that your brain will always beat your willpower. Just know that. Not saying that your willpower is weak. Obviously, it's done a lot for you. But if you can influence your brain in the way that the brain works and lead it in the way it is led, you will be unstoppable. You will have more grace and ease and fun. And this is what I'm here to show you. If you think about it, Many can sell strategies and have you take classes and listen to books and be taught by experts, but your brain is completely in charge as to whether or not it will execute those strategies you're given or not. Why don't you connect with a prospect you know would be fabulous? Why don't you call the network to get a new career going? Why don't you expand your audience? Why don't you take the first step to begin the initiative you know you and others need? The simple answer is that your brain is dragging you in the different direction. The great news is after today, it's not going to be a puzzle. So here it is. This formula is what I refer to as the Neuroleadership Growth Code. It is leading the way the brain likes to be led. And I'm going to give you the four of the five parts to keep it simple. And then I'm going to give you an example or two. In the four-part short form of the Neuroleadership Growth Code, you understand that every single thing begins with a thought. On top of that, your thoughts have energy. Every single thought has an energy and that energy translates into a feeling. Those feelings lead to your actions and then those actions, of course, determine your results. So write this down because it's important. Write the letters T-F-A-R on a piece of paper right now. I'm going to encourage you to never lose it. Put it in your back pocket, your wallet, put it on your computer. It's that important. To bring this to your life, understand that if you have the thought, life is hard. Life will be hard. If you have the thought, COVID will destroy my earning potential for life. It will. If you have the thought, I don't have the capacity like others in my situation because of my kids or my financial picture, the amount of my available time, then you won't. If you have the thought that business is stressful, business will be stressful. If you hold the thought that it is tough to get a job at this age or in this economy or in this sector, it will be. If you have the thought that it's a battle out there something my husband used to say, your work and life will reflect that struggle and pain. If you have the thought that it's hard to make money, it's going to be hard to make money. So listen carefully here before I, I, I take you into some more examples. Everything you tell yourself is a thought, not just a thought though, it is a made up thought. Your thoughts are not facts. And that is where most people suffer. They think their thoughts are facts everything has meaning because of the meaning you give it. And physics shows us that as quickly as you can change your thoughts, you can also change your feelings. And your feelings will determine whether or not you take action and do what you say you want to do. I'm going to break this down further. Don't worry. Let's take one or two of these and work it through the code TFAR. Thoughts, feelings, actions, results. Let's take COVID, will destroy my earning potential for life. That's a thought. When you think that thought, what feelings are generated? Feelings of hopelessness, maybe, or fear. Maybe it's disappointment or frustration. You go to the next. The feeling always generates, based on its frequency, an action. What action comes from when you are feeling hopeless, afraid, sad, disappointed, or frustrated? That action is likely to be, if I were feeling those things, I'd isolate more. I would overthink. I would be irritable with others. I'd be impatient. There is a natural progression in a very specific order that you're seeing. Notice it is the thought that causes the suffering, and that suffering and that thought is a choice. That's what I want you to know. You can choose your thoughts and seek new or even prove new evidence for thoughts. The reason most people stay stuck is because they are the one who created the current problem with their current thought. These are the thoughts that they call facts. What this means is that you have problems not because of what's happening to you, but how you think. I'm gonna say that again. You have problems not because of what's happening to you, Not because of the external circumstances, but how you think about those external circumstances, what you say they mean. And when people come to me, we can see patterns of behavior, the way they make decisions, their behavior of overworking or underperforming or weak relationships or unhappiness. Know this, I don't give them a 10-point program on how to improve their relationships or have higher performance. That would do nothing. They can grab that off of Google of the internet. You can get your strategy from books, but why do we read books and still not execute? Do why do we not do what we know to do? That is because we have to work with the brain the way the brain is willing to accept that. What is needed instead is reprogramming of their thoughts. Some they know they have, some they don't know they have. I help them roto those thoughts so that they Won't be hitting their head against a wall for the next decade, not understanding why they can't just drill it out, grind it out, work harder. If they don't examine the thoughts, they will continue to get the same result. You've heard it said an unexamined life is not one that's worth living. And this is why in order to change any desired outcome, in order to do what it is that you say you want to do, you must go to another level of your thought. If your current level of thought or perspective was enough, you wouldn't be in the current problem or the current situation you're struggling to change. The most important question that comes once you understand this is what thoughts would I need to create what I most want to have? So let's start with an example. Today, I work with a solopreneur. I'll call her Joan. Joan has a calling, a passion at this point in her life to create a community, a very large community to help parents in particular and students or children struggle less with a specific disability. And she knows this is what she's called to do. Over the last eight weeks, she has done a lot. She's created her branding. She's hired a team. She's built content and begun a podcast. She is ready to go. She's about to birth the baby, as she said. It's all coming out. There's no way to stop the train. And at this point, she feels extremely anxious. And that's what she described to me. We talked. And as I listened to her, what I heard her saying is that she was very afraid of having her family and herself Judged for what she was about to share. And so I asked her what it was that she was thinking about. What were her thoughts on it? You know, as we explored it, it was clear that she had been triggered by a past incident in her life that was bringing up the thoughts that this thought was true. She would be judged. Her family would be threatened if she moved forward. With that thought I asked her how she felt. She said I'm in constant anxiety then and fear. With that feeling what actions was she taking? She was projecting, overeating, not sleeping, impatient with her family, speaking with fear, she could see coming and and not being able to make the impact, the results that she would not be creating the global community that she sought to create. So we went on. And We looked at things from different perspectives. I questioned if she'd ever been judged and actually been able to move on. We talked about the fact that she knew that this was such an important calling, that she was going to let others from 15 years ago, or actually when she was 15 years old, be the persons that stopped her from doing something so important. But what really happened that made her see and made her change is that she understood that the thought that she needed and that what made sense to her is that being judged meant that she was in the arena. Being judged meant she was being heard. Being judged meant that she was actually making an impact because people's ears and eyes were awake. That thought fueled her to feel inspired, to feel excited and on track the actions she would take from that she saw were guided and committed to exactly what she had already scheduled, such that she began to create the result that she wanted. This is the thing. By the end, she was saying, I am not only open to being judged, I am looking forward to being judged. That thought inspired her. Both, both their thoughts, nothing had changed in that. 15 to 30 minutes of our conversation. But what did change was how she was going to frame it, how she could per- her perspective around it. Here's another example. I had a man, we'll call him Jim, and he ran a company. He was tired, burnout after 25 years of working and leading. It was at a point that he thought his only strategy of getting the reprieve, mental, emotional, physical, that he desperately needed was to sell his company. He came to me because he wondered if there were other things he hadn't considered and that he couldn't see. That's why we were talking. We talked. I asked questions. We probed and looked at some of his thoughts, sunken ones that he had never considered before, the subconscious. We discussed it. He was a very successful and and smart man. And it was confusing that why he couldn't do what he wanted to do, which was to give himself the freedom to not work so hard, to build his dream home in Florida, to leave his office when he felt inspired to leave his office and do the do and hold boundaries with others. And what I noticed when he was flying by conversation in our conversation is that he was leading from a thought that he had generated back when his father was dying. And his father said, I want you to take care of everything. My client said yes in that moment. And he took that thought on. And that thought then created a feeling for him that he was to be responsible and committed and give it all away. His feelings were exhaustion and depression and and loneliness and that led to actions and the ideas or strategies that he wanted to get out. Fold up, leave, don't do anything, he said for himself, be irritable with his family, not exercise, or take care of himself. You can see his thought, I have to take care of everybody. He was never going to run into, I have more time and self-care for me. Those were locomotives motives heading in the opposite direction. There was no hope of them intersecting. He called his thought a fact. He was to take care of everything. I asked him, if your father was here in this room right now watching you from the other side, do you think he wants his son that he loves sitting here in this much pain, running his life away from his family? What do you think he wants to say to you right right now? And he experienced a huge emotional release. He said he, he didn't believe that his father really wanted him in that much pain or bit misery. And in that moment, you could see something change. I gave him something to do that night to lock in his reframe, his new thought, and something he had had control over his entire time and his entire life, and at least for the last 10 years since his father had passed, he was able to manifest and make real. And from there, everything changed. He is working majority of his time from his dream house in Florida. He leaves the office when he's in town when he feels it. At noon, he waves goodbye to everybody guilt-free, doesn't tell them where he's going. He still owns the company. In fact, at one point he said he couldn't imagine selling at that time because it allowed him to do everything he wanted. It supported him in the way he wanted and provided for him. It doesn't matter what it is that you want to do that you aren't doing. Maybe you just want to consistently not work too long hours, or you're feeling like you aren't emotionally present, or you want to pursue a new career. Whatever this is, if you want to lead a team that it's not not evolving, maybe you're interviewing and it's not seeming to get the jobs that you want. Maybe you're a solopreneur and you aren't building your audience. I don't care what it is, but whatever result you're not getting, it has everything to do with what we're talking about right now. That your thoughts, the ones that you see and don't see, are causing you to suffer. And so you have to learn how to uncover them and be deliberate in your thinking because they determine your feelings, which determine what behaviors and actions you take, which determine your results. So what I'm saying is the real reason you don't get what you want, no matter what you think you want is that your brain drives everything about you. It's actually, as I've said before, making decisions seven seconds before you think you are making the decision your reptilian brain is what I'm talking about. It's your subconscious brain. It's not going to let you take action if it has the thought that you might get hurt. Its purpose is survival. If you're in the least bit threatened or it makes that interpretation, which it does in a nanosecond, you're going to have to be able to call it out, to identify it and bring it to the neocortex so that you can make not a survival thought, but a thriving thought. And my house, I'm known for saying. It's a made-up fact. We can talk on this, but I want you to know and acknowledge first that this is a fact that's been made up. It's not a fact in essence. (laughs) Once you recognize and expose these and get really good at it, you will be able to move things forward. It's very hard for me to watch people, smart people, suffer due to their thoughts. Be it a blessing or a curse, I can see it so clearly. Not just see it, I can pinpoint why a person's stuck and when they don't even, haven't even consciously had that thought for some time. The good news is just like I'm doing, it's a developed talent. You can do it too. It means you have the code now to change. This is just a fun fact that I love to embrace, which is that your brain is hit with 11 million stimuli per second, but it can only process 40 bits. 40 out of 11 million that it's being bombarded with. And the 40 bits that it processes are the 40 it's told to consciously or unconsciously look at. There is science up and down the channel that shows that your brain will do what you tell it to do. It will look for what you tell it to look for. The biggest problem is that our thoughts go unexamined. Here's a call to action for you. What I encourage you to do right now is look at one thing that you want maybe it's the thing that you know to do but aren't doing write out tfar vertically place the thing that you're committed to next to your r then back up and ask yourself these three questions they are all they are the t they are the thoughts they are the f for the feelings they are the a for the, for the actions what thoughts would i need to do or what thoughts would i need to think rather to create what i most want What feelings would I need to feel to create what I most want? And then what would I need to do to create what I most want, right? Each on each line. In essence, what would I be being, thinking, feeling, and doing if I already had created what I say I want? Imagine it's already achieved. Imagine your R is already with you. How are you thinking, feeling, being, doing? This is always the way we have created transformation, always has been, always will be. You just probably didn't know how simple it was until right now. All day long, you can do this. If you're intrigued and you want to go deeper, I encourage you to go to my website at Ritahighland.com and you can download a solid step-by-step guide to help you discover and uncover any subconscious thinking that you might not be seeing that may be blocking you in business or in your life, or in your career. You can't solve a problem you can't see. I don't need to tell you that. You know. And once you do these steps, you can take it out on your own and turn it around. If you need more help, you can ask me. You can write me at breakthrough at Rita I have a waiting list of one-to-one one for September if you want more. We can get you on that once you apply and we see if there's a mutual fit. All that can be found on my website. Know that you can change a feeling by acknowledging and recognizing what thought. We had our stray cat here this morning. It's actually been with us for four days, and it can tell it's an indoor cat. And for some reason, I was feeling anxious this morning because I hadn't locked it up and I got concerned that something had happened. So I just went to my TFAR right there. I am I recognize, I'm like, I'm having a feeling. What feeling am I having? I'm anxious right this second. What am I anxious about? I'm concerned. My thought is that I did something wrong by not locking the cat up. So there's my thought. So how do I change that feeling? I can change. I don't know what's happened to the cat. The cats, I can change my feeling. Like I did everything that I could over the last four days to help this kitty. So I can change my thought. And at that point, I felt relieved. This is at 6.30 when I came home from yoga. So it's that easy to apply. Be aware of that. You don't have a feeling out of nowhere. You have it because you think a thought. Go forward, download over on RitaHighland.com, a full, complete way to do this for yourself. In the meantime, I'll be back with you next week with more ways to take this deeper, to create greater happiness and higher performance in you, your business, and your life. Until then, have a delightful week. I look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them. And may even use them in our upcoming podcasts go ahead. You can send those questions to Breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast.